There really is no such thing as too much love. Love is ever expanding, ever growing, ever deepening, ever enriching. The more we love, the more we find we have a capacity to love and to be loved. The greater our love becomes. On the other hand, there is a capacity to hatred and division. And in fact, that capacity is zero. So any hatred, any division is too much. So in a way, since the fall, since the sin of Adam and Eve, we live in a world with too much hatred, too much division, too much anger, too much sorrow and pain. If you don't believe me, and I would often even argue that we live in a time now that's even more divided, more angry, more bitter, increasingly hateful. Again, if you don't believe me, I'll throw out two names right now, and I'll give it a moment to sink in. Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi. There's a good chance that some of you, the more virtuous among us, heard those names, and loved both of them. There's also a pretty good chance that there are some among us who heard one or even both of those names and was filled with a visceral response, maybe even anger or even hatred. Right? I would suspect that most of us, if not all of us, have never met either one of these people. But sometimes our politics, the world around us, can drive us so hard that even people we don't know can drive us to hatred and anger just at the mention of their name. In the past two weeks, these two names have come up in conversations with other people, and it's amazed me at how quickly we can turn into almost like the incredible hulk of anger and rage when we hear this name. What we're called to in the gospel today is not to hate, not to anger, not to division, but to love. And in particular, to love those who are our enemies, those who are wicked to us. Now what I'm not saying here is we need to ignore positions or ideas that lead to hatred or evil. We need to stand up. But we don't meet them with hatred or evil or anger in response. We must meet them with love. The only response to hatred and division is the love of Jesus Christ. It is the only thing that will set you free. It was the only thing that will bring you happiness, joy, and peace. It is the only thing that will save this world from itself. We must respond to everything that is wicked, wrong, and terrible in this world with love. And love is what we do. Love is a gift. Love is sacrificial. We are called again and again and again to meet Anger, hatred, division with love. And this starts primarily in a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Do you love the person sitting next to you? Husbands, do you love your wives? Wives, do you love your husbands? And here I'm, and again, not talking about emotion. What do you do for them? How do you sacrifice? How do you offer your life as an oblation for their well-being? How do you offer your life for their good without even reference for your own good? 
If we can't love the person that is sitting right in front of us or right next to us, how can we love our enemy? But then Jesus goes one step further. Don't even love the person right next to you. Love the poor. Love those who can't pay you back. Go out of your way to give sacrificially. To offer from even what you need for those who have nothing. When your cloak is taken, the Lord says, don't even spare your tunic. Love the person sitting next to you, but love the poor, the downtrodden, the lonely, the lost. Especially if they can't pay you back. When you start to do this, to love the person who is right in front of you, who the Lord puts in your place, to love the poor who are in our midst, when our enemies come into our lives, when those who are angry or hate-filled come into our lives or who inspire hate and anger with us, we start to respond again, not with anger, but with love. Because we've trained ourselves to love. And this is exactly what happens to David in the first reading. Saul is on the warpath to kill David. He has gone to war against David. He wants nothing more than to kill him. David, on an earthly sense, has every right to take vengeance, to respond to hatred with hatred, to respond to a murderous idea and charge with murder and rage. But when presented with his enemy, what does David do? He says, look at the Lord's anointed. How could I strike him down? This is what virtue does. This is what love does. When we love the people around us, when we love the poor in our midst, when our enemies come into our life, we respond to them not with like, but with the exact opposite, with love. We are able to put into full context what St. Paul is hinting at today in that second reading. We live in an earthly, temporal world, but we are not earthly, temporal beings. That God has called us to life with Him, to eternity, to an eternity of love. But if we just view the world through temporal, earthly, passing away things, we will respond with temporal, earthly, passing away things. We will respond to someone taking something from us by taking someone from them, something from them. We will respond to someone hurting me by hurting him in return. But when we see ourselves not just as a body, but as an ensouled body made for union with God forever in heaven, we start to live in that reality each and every day by loving the people the Lord puts in our life, by reaching out and loving the poor, we respond to division with the unity of Christ Jesus, the love poured out sacrificially, totally, from the cross. Because that is the image of our love, brothers and sisters. The image of our love is a life poured out, a life freely given, not for those who are deserving, but for the undeserving, for those who hate us for those who want nothing more than to see us suffer. When we give our lives to them, we are living in the truth, the goodness, the beauty of life in Jesus Christ. And so your homework for this week, perhaps, or maybe as we prepare for Lent, is to ask yourself, how can I love more, concretely? If there's someone at work who really bothers you, how can you love him or her more? If you're struggling in your marriage or in a friendship, how can I love that person more? 
If you don't give regularly to the poor, to those who are in need, how can you give to the poor? How can you give of yourself? How can you give of your possessions? Hatred, division, anger, that's going to come your way. Jesus promises you it. But he also gives you love. And he invites you to love. And he says that there is only one thing that will set you free. And that is love. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you.